You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, no other than the man himself, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, buddy? Doing good, Troy, man. Just, you know, kind of sitting at home dry for anyone in Florida. You know, we just moved from there. I'm in Texas now. Avoided the, the big hurricane. So just want to say, you know, for, for all our listeners down in the, the dirty, dirty south, be careful. Hey, dry yeah, boys. You, you dodged that bullet, didn't you, bro? Oh, yeah. This, this time around, it definitely did. So, I mean, but you're not out of it because you're still in like the hurricane area. You're in the only hurricane area of Texas, right? So, which by the way, I think there's one on our horizon. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, you didn't <laughs> yeah. escape too far. You didn't escape too far. Yeah. But hopefully, everybody is safe. Uh, I know, shout out to a lot of our friends. The Raised by King guys are out there as well. So, shout out to Joao. Hopefully, everybody is staying safe and, uh, you know, m- uh, prepared correctly. So, uh, for the storm. So, hopefully, uh, shout out to all you guys and uh, our thoughts are with you. Um, without further ado, Make sure you are following us on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast and make sure you are watching Monster D Face's YouTube channel all the time. Fortnite content's happening all the time right there. So if you love content, you love to go to YouTube, make sure you go there, Monster D Face on YouTube. I mean, you, 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 you got some hot series happening, don't you, Monster? You're, you're still trying some things out all the time. I'm always trying something new. Uh, something that we are bringing back is the video form of the podcast in full. Uh, people have just been crawling for it they, they want it um the, the chat wants it so we're going to be bringing back the video form but more importantly vod review series has been kicked off uh, we did the middle eastern review and i just signed with uh you know a little a little deal with epic where i'll be doing some other stuff to hopefully get promoted through their official avenue so a lot of cool stuff coming uh, most of it's going to be on my channel and of course the fortnite official channel so of course subscribe up and and thank you guys for the support as always and shout out to all of our Patreons, guys. We got all your names for the video. Monster, I have those now. So now you can finish nice. your video. We gave everybody oh, kind cool. of a, a week to get all the names in. By the way, the yeah. video's done. He's just got to go finish and put all the names in. So it's like right there on the edge. Super excited for you guys to see it. It is amazing. Monster, you're, you guys are going to be giving him applause all day long for this one. Which, when you see it. it which awesome. I did air it on my uh, stream the first you know iteration for it you know because you know a lot of the our podcast supporters watch the twitch right i was like you know what i'll give you guys a little little taste of it see what they thought and and people were happy man you know it's a special feeling seeing your name pop up and you know well you guys you guys get it so for those guys that haven't seen it um just you know look out for your emails and for those guys that want to sign up for patreon of course every every ounce of support counts and we just want to express our appreciation as, as often as we can so let's jump into it Fortnite topics. This show's going to be a little different. We're doing this live for everybody that's listening later on in the week. We're doing this live right here on twitch.tv forward slash monster deface, where we occasionally do these on Mondays afternoons. And uh, I want to do involve the community because there's so many topics. There's so many things happening beyond just like, you know, the meta of the game, but there's so many other things that are happening. So I want to talk about that. So let's kick it off with a big one this week, which was Nick A30 going to Twitch. A lot of people know Nick because of Fortnite. He's really made a name for himself in Fortnite. Uh, I know he's one of your great friends, Monster, one, one guy that you play with a lot. You guys talk a lot as well. So, uh, I mean, what, what does this mean, number one, for him to move to, to a platform like Twitch? And, and you know, as a YouTuber yourself, what it means to stream on both platforms. Yeah, so I've had my fair share of streaming on different platforms. Just kind of test it out. Twitch, for me, has always been my home. It's always been what I thought is the most superior platform. That's a big part because they got in the scene first, right? It's like, you know, how let's just say T-Mobile back in the day, like the Razor phone or whatever, like they were at the top of the food chain, <laughs> Samsung was, and then suddenly like Apple came and, and swept everything, right? 
Like right. Twitch is what that was back in the day. Twitch has just been here first. They've been so established and they've made the the, the most dominant uh, you know part in the scene. Um, what does it mean for someone like Nick A30? Uh, well, first off, at, just from a content creator perspective, I could only imagine that fear, right? Like scared, that, that fear of switching over. You've built such a huge community. He has been yeah. the star boy, yeah. the literal golden child live streamer of YouTube and makes the leap of faith to the new platform or a different platform, which is Twitch. I think overall, it's a great investment for him to go now because Fortnite right now, think about the economy, the game, the streamers. Everyone's doing so much different things, right? Yeah. So this is the perfect time for him to squeeze his way in and take a big chunk of the economy while the interest is still there in the game. And more importantly, while uh, the platform is thriving. So um, outside of that, I can't speak for him as, as to why he changed or like what kind of, uh, you know, maybe perks he gained, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. The platform partnered well, and he onto the platform with Twitch front page. So, you know, it was some kind of, uh, you know, it was worthwhile per se to, yeah. to, to make the switch and, and fully commit. And he's just had so much success this week and it's made me really happy. I think it's so interesting to see these moves in this industry because it really shows the maturity of where the industry is going, right? I said when Ninja made his switch, I said, it's not just about Ninja making the switch. It's about what it's doing to cultivate the industry forward, right? And that's really what happened here. Like everybody's like, oh, wait a second. They made this move. Let's start making moves. And, and all of a sudden, everybody's on the chessboard playing. You know what I mean? And, uh, and that's, I, I like it because it, it brings in another avenue. It brings in another revenue stream into the industry that really pushes it forward. And I think just opens up more and more doors for people like yourself and like Nick as they go forward. Uh, yeah, one, one thing, but like one thing I wanted to touch on just for the Mixer thing, I feel like it doesn't matter how much they paid Ninja. It was like Mixer bought legitimacy, which that is a, like that's a big thing. YouTube yeah. has, has always been legitimate, right? Because they're in their own, you know, playing field. They right. literally run recorded, pre-recorded content and uploaded content. Um, Twitch has ran the live stream scene for so long. Uh, you know, they're still at the top of the food chain, but like Mixer has really put themselves in the playing pool, right? They're they're now a player in this game. Yeah. Um, and they have that backing. So this is only the start. And that's why I made that small analogy of comparing this to like the phone business, because you know. Who is the next Apple yeah, yeah. or is which the Apple of our time? We really don't know. That's how fast things can change. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think the fact of what he actually did by moving was more so than just him bringing viewers, right? Uh, and, and what he's able to display, like you said, bringing credibility to the platform is almost something you can't really pay for. Uh, you got to see it with the Popeye's chicken sandwich, right? Like I heard this crazy story that Popeye's had tried to get it, talked about getting a big marketing campaign for the sandwich and they ended up not going with it because all the money it would cost. And long story short, they end up getting more publicity than they would have ever got out of any marketing campaign they could have paid money for because social media just blew up. Right. And that Which just shows crazy. the power of it. It's the influencers. Dude, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. The, the amount of power that influencers have. And like, you think back to it, like years ago, we didn't really have this, like growing up, you didn't really have influencers like we have now. Right. Like, no, I mean, we, we live in a, we live in a completely different time with how much reach one person can have. Yeah. Um, which, which it's funny that we talk about that. Connor had a really awesome clip that he shared with me and uh, he DM me. He's like telling me to share it. Basically. I was like, what are you going to give me? Because if I share this, it's going to go viral. Right. <laughs> but like I said it jokingly because he's a good friend of mine's, but it just showed that once I pressed share, the entire community saw it and then more community saw it and yeah. it just 
blew up. And now suddenly everyone knows this little tip and trick that he put out there, which right. we might cover towards the end of the show. So let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. no, no, for sure. Uh, I mean, when you talk about things, you know, people being, uh, I guess, uh, social media being loud enough to really turn things around is this turbo build situation we had this past week. Yes. Uh, I mean, talk me through this, man. Educate everybody that doesn't really know. Maybe they missed a day because it was literally was like, I think, 24 hours or maybe a little bit over that that existed, but they made a change. So talk, talk t- tell everybody what happened that wasn't there and, and walk us through it. Okay, so we'll start with the change. What changed in Turbo Build? Because this is a really, uh, I guess it was a, a peculiar situation. It's funny. And the reason it is funny is because if you're not at the mid-range to top of the food chain, it's almost like nothing changed to you. So a lot of the community is in outrage because they felt the change. And the other half is like, what are you talking about? Turbo builds just fine. And that's just like really how they felt. Um, so now that we get that out the way, I'm going to talk about the numbers, <laughs> how to change uh, th- this incident that, that happened. So Epic Games, Fortnite uh, released a change. The change was they made turbo building uh, structures come down a little bit slower, but that slight tick at mongrel speed, and you guys know how fast this kid can build, that is like, it feels like forever, um, basically. So you, you take those numbers, you make this big change that was unwarranted, at least how the community felt, and then you apply it without anyone ever seeing it coming. It really blindsided the community, and that created a huge uproar. So for the, the, the day or two days that it was in the game, that was literally detrimental, I believe, to, uh, to Fortnite as a game you know, it, it, category, period, uh, in the category, in the space. And I felt like it, it, it was the start of a domino effect. And we can get into that and how I think it hurts the game overall. But well, just yeah, yeah, that- no, I, def- I, def- I definitely want to talk about that. I definitely want to no. talk about that because we, we actually mentioned the day before this happened, we were together and we said, I, I said on the show, what happens if they change building? And you say, like, that's a possibility as well. It could happen, but it would be crazy. And sure enough, the next day we get an example of what happened. We, we have this thing where we cover something and then like, it's like we're on to it. <laughs> we can just feel it coming, right? right? And, yeah. and dude, maybe we just, we're, we're jinxing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought, what I thought was so crazy about it is, from my understanding, now tell me if I'm wrong, there was the reason why they were searching for a solution, why they were making a change is they were trying to make up for like um, almost a trade-off for ping, right? And almost put a cap on, on people in a way, right? Is, am, am I understanding that was kind of the goal? Yeah, so the way ping works, everyone knows that if you have really low ping, you have this advantage in battle. Um, and I, and I, I understand the need to want to fix that and, and get everyone on an even playing field. The initial change was not the way to go about it. Um, I really love the state of the fix, though. We haven't even got to the fix, uh, and, I'll, and I'll cover that now. So the fix was they reverted how fast you can place your builds back to normal. So building feels fluid. You don't mess up. If you're really fast, you can still be as fast as you were before. But what they changed now and what some of you guys might be experiencing is when a wall is being pressured, if another person is trying to build on the same uh, platform, the same square as you, the wall now has a delay between both players' builds. And what happens is the server decides, you know, via or like a gambling or a roll. Yeah, a coin toss-up, essentially, yeah. 
they, they, the way they said it's a coin toss up. So a 50, 50, the server decides whether they're going to give it to, you know, the aggressor or the defender, right. um, which I think is really, really good because in the past, if someone had high ping versus a low ping player, the better, the player with a better connection, they're always going to take advantage of your wall, no matter what. And there is yeah. nothing that the other player can do to counter that or fight back. In the state of the game now, at least the person with higher ping has that advantage that a low ping player a player would normally have. So honestly, it really does even the playing field. And some people are upset about it, but I don't think anyone should be upset because it's making things fair for everyone. And it's like a, a you know cool mechanic, I think. So it, it makes me ask, the, I got to ask you this question. And I know I'm probably going to get some very diplomatic answer from you, even being my friend, but the fact that you are you have done so much uh, in the Fortnite community and for Epic, but this fix came really fast. To have that solution already implemented and be there, there's some talk amongst the community that perhaps Epic puts themselves in these positions to draw social media, you know, uprising per se, and and their name to be currently Fortnite to be at the top, and then they have these fixes they can immediately implement, like. It, it, it is is this a thing? Do you think Fortnite purposely puts things in knowing they're overpowered because they're going to fix them down the line? They want to see how the community adapts. Like, is that a real thing? Honestly, I think that would be such a poor business model that I I I do not see the benefit outweighing the consequences. And the consequences are when you get a content creator, your biggest content creators, your you know, vocal community that angry, they move on to other hobbies, games, and, and things to do. Like literally we've seen it happen all week long. Like Minecraft is on a resurgence world of Warcraft. Perfect time for something to be going wrong in the game that you love to play because now you have something else, you know, launching. So I genuinely believe that that is not what they're doing because business wise, that's a poor business model uh, and habit to kind of have, if anything, they want, every you know strike at bat to be a home run um do they miss oh yeah (laughs) do they hit when they hit they hit hard right when they hit they grand slam Uh, when they miss they also just miss really hard uh as you can see it's true yeah what's really interesting though is like this total influence of social media right like you can almost bring it back to the core of a lot of these content creators were blown up in Fortnite, and now Fortnite content creators the core of them when you talk about ninja lupo tim the tap man like when you talk about these people when they decide and encourage when they decide they're going to move and play another game aka wow the entire gaming community literally moves with them and that is the most astonishing thing to me and that's why i come back to when people say that same thing to me that i just asked you i say like if they are doing that it's a really big gamble Right. Every time, because at any moment it could turn the tide. Like if something new comes out, like a new game, I don't think necessarily going back to like, wow, is ever going to like overtake Fortnite. Right. I mean, that's not going to appeal to my kid or most people's kids or the majority of the people out there. But that moment that 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 next game that is family friendly, that's a that's cross platform comes out like that really puts Fortnite in a bad position if they're doing those type of things. That's my honest opinion. of Yeah. And that's why I think it's it's just such a gamble to to play that kind of that game. And I really don't think they're doing it. Um, just I just I just don't see why anyone would want to take that route. It just doesn't make sense to me personally. So with that said, the question comes now: 
are we gonna get the brutes out of this freaking game? What are we freaking gonna do, man? Like, I, 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 I mean, hey, we—they've been disabled, and like season X with them disabled, it's been great. My experience has been fun. The battle's been real. The shield bubble they introduced, dope new item. I'm liking the game without the mechs, yeah. as everyone else is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I in, but today I'm playing squads, and at the end, guess what? We get killed by a mech. Oh, is it is it back already? I, I haven't. I, yeah. faced today. I, literally, I literally faced one today oh no they're back okay like, i take it back bro, I'm I'm sorry. Get, i get it. i mean it's just i just like dude i mean if you're not trolling us if you want us all to play the game take the mech out like that that's my begging cry man like i know we've heard it and but and you know what's funny is that it's died down because everybody's gone to these other games this past week and that's what's yeah. interesting to me right is that is that like if they went away you would think they would do some more things to entice them to come back but then again they also see a lot farther down the road than we do and that's at the end of the day that's that's really the conclusion right that's unfortunately they know more than we do talk about shield bubble though let's talk about this a little bit um i mean ha- give me your overall initial opinion like we do with most things tell me wh- where the shield bubble bubble benefits and and uh how you feel it, it fits in the meta i think the shield bubble um i'll start with just your day-to-day playthroughs, you know, you're, you're in team games or by yourself, whatever the case may be, fit into your inventory. It's, it's a good uh, option to have. Uh, it allows you to take in all types of incoming fire. I'm sure you guys have, have played with it. It protects you from even the junk rift, pretty sure. So it's the only thing that can stop a junk rift from, from crushing you at this point in the game. Um, and we haven't even covered the junk rift since, you know, our episodes have been uh, week to week, but we didn't even get to talk about junk rift, but just while we're on the topic, the shield bubble. Yeah, I go think ahead and bring bubble. it in. I mean, it's a new item. Last week we had Psalm on. Shout out to everybody that's in chat that wants to hear Psalm uh, from CLG. He was last week. That's why we didn't talk about it. But yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. Yeah, so the junk riff is way too strong, in my opinion. The fact they can one-shot at any height and, and area. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with the one-shot capability. I have a problem with its piercing mechanic, how it can break through every build until it collides into the ground. And more importantly, it's hard to uh, distinguish the sound in real combat. I'm talking like when you're in the thick of it. Um, Fortnite sounds have always had that, that kind of issue, you know, pinpoint accuracy issue. With the, with the whole uh, junk riff now, it's even harder. That's, that's, a, that's one that you need to depend on sound because you don't ever see it coming. So it's kind of weird that right. that one, you know, been in the game for so long. But I think, I think the junk riff just needs, uh, I think it's a great uh, utility and, and you know, tool to use. I think it's really strong. I think it has a place in the game. I really do believe so. But I think in the current state of Fortnite, the current state of sound, it doesn't have a place in the game. And that's why people are frustrated with it. Um, now back to the shield bubble. What I really like about the shield bubble is how you can use it. You can use it to rotate. You can use it to, uh, you know, clog avenues of line of sight so that players can't fire at you. You can use it to help revive your uh, teammates. You can use it when you're under massive pressure from the server. Like it is so versatile and it protects like not just you kind of benefits everyone around you in a way. Um, it, it's a really dope, unique item. And I think it fits perfectly into the game. Is the, is the shield a little too wide? Maybe you, you kind of, you get, it's a lot of protection for uh, the space around you, but at the same time, it makes sense because you can have a little battle in that hub. How do you feel about the timing? How long it lasts? It lasts a long time, dude. I think, I think it lasts a long time, but that's part of what makes it like, when you throw down a shield bubble, it's a shield bubble. Like you're yeah. good. You know you're good. What do you think it was meant to uh, be able to be carried on on uh, on shrubs on you know bushes? 
Essentially, I don't think it was meant to be moved the way it has been. Okay. I love the innovation of the community. I love how it sticks to bushes too. I think that's pretty interesting. I like it. Honestly, I feel like you should be able to just stick it to people, period. Uh, because that'd just be cooler as a mechanic. Um, well, no, but then that would take away the fact that they can vault this and then come out with a sticky bubble. True. That could be a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> right? uh, but it's kind of like goes back to the rocket. The rocket riding. When rocket riding was never an intended mechanic, but it was like, you know, innovated in the community. Right. And then adopted into the game because it was kind of cool. Yeah. I think that if they didn't think of attaching the shield to a person already, that they probably should make the change. I think it's really cool. Because I, I think it's cool too. I think I think it's cool that if you want to sacrifice having a bush and carrying the you know, the bubble shield, like at the same time, that's a sacrifice you're making in an inventory slot. You should do it. Like, and that's why I think uh, when you talk about things like rocket riding, if they if you can implement them and they're governed right in a certain way where they don't overpower in the game and there is a risk reward to it like that, I'm I'm fine with it too. I, I actually like it. Here's here's why I think like sticking it to a player would be really cool. Is I imagine a world where right now high ground is king. And if you have zone and you're pressuring down at players that are storm riding, they are at your mercy, they're at your will, even if they're shockwave, even if they launch pad. They are skeptic to like some serious incoming fire um, at the cost of being able to rotate right. you know, through the air without wasting materials. Now, the shield bubble changes that. If you can stick it to a player, those players can't you know, necessarily pounce on them, but they also don't get a necessarily free rotation. At the cost of mats, they still have to move because the dangers that are around them. If you run into a player or they enter your, your atmosphere or they want to target you, you still have to build and stuff. So I think if they change the mechanics so they get stuck to players, it'd be a cool change. Um, but it's just something that probably won't happen. That could just be a different item. But this is, I like, this is, I, I, no, I, I definitely agree. This is interesting, though, what uh, Finn Vincible says in chat. He says, it's unfortunate that stuff like Bubble Shield is ignored because of the other stuff this season. You know, things like Brute, all these things that maybe have got other highlighted by, by, the, by social media and all these content creators as the negative things, unfortunate things like this good item, there is a good item we've got in the Shield Bubble comes in, not a lot of people talking a whole lot about it, doesn't get all the publicity. Unfortunately, it kind of goes back to that risk-reward. It's because they're playing WoW. They're not really playing this game. So those instances aren't happening, right? Yeah, same thing with the with the Pandora from Borderlands 3. That section of the map is oh, gorgeous, dude. Hold up. We got to talk about this, bro. Look at that. Look, oh. you forgot about it because everything else trumps the, bro. like, stuff. Dude, okay, I, I hadn't seen this. This is this is a honest to God, my real, real, real first time seeing it, okay? I'm in a game today. I'm in a squad. We land uh, Fatal Fields. The rotation's back towards uh, Paradise Palms, okay? So the team that, that I was winning, I was dead. I was gone. I was just watching. Dude, I go and I see, I, I see him step into this. And, okay, given, backtrack real quick, I'm a huge Borderlands fan. Played the oh. first Borderlands a ton, like a, wow. a ton, okay? So I was a huge Borderlands fan. Me and Noel Zero, who started this Fortnite podcast a long time ago, he played through one and two with me. It was insane, okay? He walks into this zone, and not only is it like, you know, like 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 uh, Old Town is cool because like it turns Western and you see it, but like the entire graphical performance changes in the game. Yes. You go to the flat color scale of Borderlands and I'm freaking out because Claptrack is standing there next to a chest that looks like the chest in Borderlands. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I can't believe what I'm watching <laughs> on, on so many levels. I couldn't believe what I was watching merely for the fact that, do you know what this does for video games and marketing across cross platforms? Like this is unbelievable on so many levels. Imagine a video game 
actually collaborate, uh, collaborating with another video game. It is, again, Fortnite and Epic Games breaking down territories and boundaries that have never been crossed or broken into before. And that is why Epic Bro, Games is, like, crazy. It, They're crazy. The, it, what it told me was literally that, okay? Because if you follow gaming at all, you know that Borderlands going not on Steam, right, and going through the Epic uh, Epic launcher and Epic stores where it's going to be purchased at for Borderlands 3 is a huge deal. Not only in the fact of what it is in the game, but the power that they're showing with this where they're like, okay, look, bring Borderlands 3 to us on our on our platform exclusively, and this is what we'll do for you. We'll put the name Borderlands in front of millions and millions and hundreds of millions of people that would have probably never seen it before. And we'll even give you your own area in the game to give a little feel of how the game feels in Borderlands and how and it, it looks. Right? It fit. And it looked it looks so gorgeous, man. Right. I, I love the arts. Like I said, I think Fortnite would just look better if it was like this. Dude, it just looked I, better. Even seeing like the tracer behind walls and stuff, I thought it was so well, sick. Well, I immediately thought, oh, I wonder if we'll get a Borderlands BR, but then I was like, nah. It's because they're partnered with with Epic. You'll yeah. never see it. But like that co like right, that art style is insane, bro. Art style is really nice. It's a standout oh. art style. It, and and the fact of how seamlessly it happens inside the Unreal Engine like that is just dude it's phenomenal and it just shows that there's a lot of potential for other studios to learn epics engine as well as they know it right yep um because uh, if you know gaming a lot of people use the unreal engine but you don't see stuff like this happening bro you don't see that happening anywhere anywhere else uh and that to me was i think the highlight of my week is when i saw that today it was really unbelievable to walk in there and just and just see that complete style change happen. Ah, oh, wow! I'm glad you and brought it, that up. Again, all because it, it's just it like went under the radar of all the other controversy that has been surfacing lately. So there's a lot of cool things in the game, a lot of cool items being introduced to the game. But again, um, just there's other things that you know warrant attention too. Um, so hopefully. As time develops and time continues to push on, we we get the crazy changes. We get the crazy cool stuff, but it's things that we embrace and we like. Um, I personally would like to see the the whole test server open back up for Fortnite or something like that. More of like a public testing scale, you know, some close to it the way it was initially when things started. I'm not sure why that was so scrapped. Maybe it's just a lot of you know resource intensive or something like that, or you know they're letting out the tricks from the sleeve a little too soon. Um, I don't know why, but I, I, I want to see the way we handle these things change because the whole like crying on social media with hashtags, I can't stand it. It just takes up my whole feed, makes Twitter <laughs> unenjoyable. Dude, like I, I'm an I'm a optimistic, you know, looking forward to the next day kind of person. They put me in a slum that I'm like, bro, I don't even want to check my phone, dude. <laughs> so it makes you not want to turn on Fortnite either. And, and that yeah, yeah. bounces out to the fact that we like Fortnite so much. We, we like the community. We love the people. And, and then it also passes judgment way before I even get to play it. Like, I'd yeah. rather see things like, yo, this patch is dope. Then I'm like, oh, let's go. Rather than, this is terrible. It yeah. sucks. And then I'm getting on, I'm like, uh, what am I in for? You know what <laughs> I mean? If you also in that mood, like, okay, what's going to happen? I do think that the, the, you know, the best times are when you jump on and you see like the highlight of the funny shield bubble, right? Uh, being attached to a bush or uh, I think somebody said in chat, uh, you can attach it to a hoverboard as well, right? Uh, <laughs> or yeah, Brandon, he said, did you guys know you can attach it to a hoverboard, which is good for mobility, right? Like all the, all these ways, like those things are fun to see. And I love seeing those on social media for sure. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I think the hashtag on all the negativity, like, 
by now, like Epic already hears you. Like they hear your voice. Um, and you know, that's it. Uh, we'll, I think, they'll, they'll keep making changes I, and we'll keep going. Here's what I think though. I think, uh, moving forwards, the two times that the community has now proven that they can make something trend is going to leave Epic in a state to where I don't think they ever want to be trending for negativity again. Yeah. Um, and if it gets close to that, or they sense that danger of that fire coming, they're probably going to be even faster on the, uh, the adjustment. So I do think, I mean, look how fast they were on the turbo building. Like that was super quick. Right. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. But that's because again, it just went trending overnight from the morning, not even overnight from the morning to the afternoon. It was already trending, like trending in the UK with, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people tweeting and then suddenly trending in the U S again. Um, because people are now realizing they're just going to stand behind a hashtag and spam it, which is like, you know, I guess a way to be heard as a community is it's powerful. Say well, the least. We recently got a hashtag today. I don't know if you saw it from Bizzle. Oh gosh. What is it? So Bizzle, Bizzle put out a hashtag today. In fact, I'll read this one to you. Let me pull it up here real quick. It says, uh, let's see. Please, or listen, please, at Epic Games, at Fortnite Game. Give me back the stretch res. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Your reasoning, behind, your reasoning to banning it makes zero sense. Start listening to your players, please. Hashtag. Oh, let me give you the hashtag here. Everybody's went, uh, we want stretched. That's the hashtag. We want stretched. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, that's interesting. Here's what I'll say. <clears throat> I personally think that the game should also have FLV slider. I stand with the community on having the preference to play the game the way you kind of want it, even like visually to some degree. I, I don't see a problem with FOV. Um, I like playing some games with FOV close. Daisy, particularly one of them. I just like the way it looks. I think it looks great. It feels immersive. It looks beautiful. Most of my shooter games though, my ones where I'm like high speed action, I like more FOV. I like to see around me at the, you know, I guess, cost of not being able to see in the distance as much because objects are smaller or, you know, just kind of appear that way. Um, and things are hard to hit, but I like that level of information. And when Stretch Res was in the game before it left, I played with Stretch Res for like two weeks before it left. I got to experience Fortnite with like being able to see your highs and your, your sides, like up and down. And yeah, it looked weird. Yeah, the sounds felt kind of weird, but it was still a type of Fortnite that I thought was pretty cool. And having that level of information was really good, really useful. I mean, I would imagine if we continue down this path, eventually you'll probably see that. I mean, we, I know we don't have one. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they said no to that as hard as they said no to double pump and as hard as they said no to uh, no siphon and pubs. Um, but if you they, look, look at where we've come around, like with the shotgun full circle, bro. Like we've come full circle almost, right? Like we have no delay anymore. No pullout delay. I mean, that's a huge thing. So, I mean, uh, we, we, they, they, we thought that would never go away, and it went away. Well, the, the, the pullout or the shotgun delay thing, it was like one of the ones that needed to happen because it was more of like a clunky interface between building and then your shotgun. It, it made it so that it, it made sense for that one to get changed. The other stuff is more along the lines of balancing the game, uh, like double pump specifically, as cool as it feels or, or looks. Um, it, it's an imbalance to the, the amount of damage you can do to a player. At the time, at least, right? Um, I think I think in the current game, though, players build better. People are way smarter than what it used to be. 
when double pump was in the game initially, that think about it, everyone was bots, dude. No one knew how to build. It was it was sheer like domination. You just get overwhelmed by what was happening. I think people have evolved to the point you can you can go toe to toe with a pumper, uh, a double pumper with your combat or whatever. Like, yeah, is the game's yeah. in a different place now. It it definitely is in a different place now. Uh, I wonder if it if it kind of goes to what perceptions in chat says. He said hit boxes are broken with stretched. Like if that's a thing, maybe they're. I mean, you don't think maybe in the background they're working on these other reses and fixing some of these things that might have been issues so that they can release it later on. I, I hope so. I hope some part of you know the team is working on a, a fix to to ultimately down the line eventually give it the community everything they want. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think you've talked to them. I've talked to them. If they could snap their fingers and do it and it would all balance out, I think they would do it. But unfortunately, it's not that easy. So, but hey, let's jump into our last section of the podcast. We're going to get a tip and trick this week from the community, from Twitch chat. So you guys in Twitch chat, get ready. I'm going to play this soundbite. I want the best tip in chat. Somebody give me a good tip in chat. Here we go, Monster. Let's see what they come up with. All right, so we're looking here for a tip for a, a topic for a tip. Count, <laughs> not mechs. Let's let's keep mechs out of uh, or, or brutes out of out of the uh, out of the tips for the week. How about that, monster? All right, we'll we'll take this one right here with the new items coming to Fortnite: snipers, mechs, shotguns. What are you keeping in your loadout right now? I think that's a great question to jump on because the changes in the game are, are constantly evolving. And I think, I think we have a nice variety of loadout that uh, we, we can jump into this one. And after that, we'll take another question. So round yeah. them up guys. And, and we'll hit, we'll definitely hit another one, but let's start with Jules, the human. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, what do I think is best loadouts right now? Um, I had this discussion a couple of days ago. I forgot who exactly I was playing with, but the, Ultimate conclusion was like, dude, we never thought we'd see boogies being a must have in a loadout. And the reason for boogie bombs being in the loadout is like, it's the perfect counter to the mechs. You can force a person out of their vehicle and uh, y- you can make the change there. And then another change that we saw like on the Twitch Rivals cast, which it no longer applies to the game, but Storm Scout Sniper. Pros were picking that up no matter what. They were sacrificing rockets for it. They were sacrificing heavy snipers, but it's for that little bit of information. Scout sniper, just being able to know the storm. And it is vaulted right now, but that just shows you that how the patch change, so does the, uh, the game and how you want to run your loadouts. So just to kind of touch on that one, I thought yeah. that was... Uh, really I mean, good. for me, for me personally, I'm always looking for that heavy snipe. Always trying to keep that heavy snipe if I can. Uh, I mean, I don't know. For... Right now, tell me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people are using their last two slots for meds and for shields, right? Or mobility items. And really, they're only maybe even taking two primary weapons. Yeah, so the game has definitely changed. We're in a place where right now, if you want to be at your most competitive, you're running a shotgun. And if your shotgun's a combat, you run an AR with that. And if your shotgun is a pump or like upgraded tactical, you're probably running um, a scar over SMG, but typically an SMG to kind of back that up. But you, we really have entered a double weapon meta. But again, that's because players, skill-wise, have evolved so much. Building is so good that you only need two weapons. In the past, we had you know, all weapons, one heal. 
no mobility, right? But we also didn't have those options. Now we're coming to less weapons, way more mobility, way more heals because they can just do everything they need to when they're chest to chest with a player with one one shotgun. Well, the season definitely started out slow, right? With mobility, we've it seems like we've got we've definitely gained more mobility with items as we've come along. Um, Shockwaves being coming back was a huge thing into the game. I think those are like a must almost on every game. But I mean. Uh, did, did you like the game better in season nine when it was quicker, when the game felt a little faster pace? I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's kind of how I'm indifferent, almost the same way I felt about Glider Redeploy. When Glider Redeploy was in the game, I was like, this is how Fortnite is, is fun, right? We're moving everywhere. We can fly everywhere. Then when they took it out, I was in, I was in a slum. I was in the, the whole feels like, dude, why did they take it out? Now we got to run. This sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like, it really didn't feel as good. But I saw why they wanted to do it. The pace was too fast. Um, same thing with the season nine map. We were spoiled again, yeah. that mobility. And I almost feel the same way. That little sour feel like, man, they took it all the way again, right? Like it sucks. We got we to move like normal now again. Um, but at the same time, I don't miss getting landed on every single time I fought by Loot Lake because someone would just hit the geyser. Or every time I fought in Neo, someone would hit the geyser. Um, so I like the pace much more without it, but I feel like if they would have just kept drop ships in the game, that'd be the perfect touch of we have locations to kind of, you know, get to, to move out, but we'd have that balance of it's not everywhere that the entire map is instantly accessible. Okay, we, we're, go- we're going back in time in season 10. What if we have Glider Redeploy come back? For season 10 in the current game? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to see Glider Redeploy in the game. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I think fall damage is like a, a key part of. I mean, we're the, going back in time, right? I mean, if we're gonna go roll through all the things that've been vaulted and we've oh, seen, and like, like, like if they vault, like, go back in time, a patch too, like, hey, we're bringing back SMG, which is crazy and does damage <laughs> downrange. We're gonna I, I break. Don't know. I mean, nothing's really <laughs> off limits, right? I mean, that's the reality. That's what we've seen. I could uh, honestly, I could see uh, redeploy coming back as part of the rift cycle, but no, yeah. I don't want to see redeploy. Or maybe, maybe this is interesting. They've already shown that certain areas of the map can change. We might get an area that is no Ooh. fall damage related. Ah, yeah, it'd be interesting. That, that actually makes more sense. What if we started seeing larger portions of the map than just a POI? What if we saw like a quarter of the map being influenced by a certain property? Um, so that's the weird part about the map changes. It can actually break the economy of the game. Like retail row is a broken place in the game. Every team that I've seen plays exceptionally high and dominate games specifically land retail row, ah. farm to pylons, get infinite launch pads, infinite campfires, even go as far as sitting in the storm to camp on top of pylons so they get more mobility and more max out everything. Um, mm. So I'm all for a little bit of change, but when it comes too soon, it's bad because players can't master it for tournaments. And when it's all broken, like retail row, it's actually not fair for the rest of the server. Unless they want to take the entire map and change it to Borderlands for a little while, I'm cool with that. Go ahead. <laughs> Or that, or that. Or, or make it for By the way, have you, I got, before we get out, I got to ask you. Arsenal, have you, have you played the game type, the gun game type, gun, gun, gun game, what a lot of people call it? I, I have not gotten to play the, uh, the gun, the gun <sighs> Bro, game. Bro, it is so much fun. You yeah. must play it. It is so much fun. You must play it. it. It, this is a, this is one of the few modes where I'm like, they need to leave this in the game at all times. Cause this is a game mode that certain people would play forever. Um, I wonder how chat feels about it, but I love it. I absolutely love it. But yeah. 
thank you so much for today. Chat, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, for being here. Everybody that's still here from Nick Ace 30s, uh, uh, flood of fans that came over here. Thank you guys so much for that. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, thanks so much, Monster, for having me on your on your on your channel today to do the Fortnite oh, podcast yeah. live. Really appreciate it, guys. Make sure if you want, you can send all your complaints to Monster and everybody in chat. Here's an email. If you want to email Monster any complaint you have, it's the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Send him all your complaints there. He'll read them directly. Monster, tell everybody that's listening and not watching where they can find you throughout the week. As always, guys, catch me at Monster Deface on YouTube, preferably because that's where all my content's up 24-7. Tomorrow, we'll be waking up bright and early for the new item that's coming to the game. It's going to be a zap trap. So the zap trap has been put away for a long time. And uh, again, these podcasts can go on forever because there's so much to talk about it. Next week, we'll be talking about... Dude, is it going to be as loud as it was before? That's the question. Is it going to be louder? That, that's what I'm saying, right? It's gone through a lot of change. It looks different. And and it the way it looks, it looks like a box defensive trap. So I think it's going to be the legendary and epic verity of what the normal trap might be. So I think it's going to be a one-shot uh, KO or a 175, like really strong. But we'll see when we get there. So thank you guys again for listening. Uh, for everyone that tuned in live, of course, we appreciate you. And uh, yeah, thanks as always. Too loud. I want to see everybody's highlights of killing people with electric traps. I definitely want to see that next week. So flood the social medias with that. Until next time, guys, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. Mm-hmm.